So how, how do we want to open this up? I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's not a lot harder when you're on this end yeah. of the mic, isn't it? <laughs> okay. So, well, I'm trying to figure out what, what the name of it is. Cause this just kind of came up literally like within the last couple of weeks that we want to talk about relative, like relative, like topics that people have questions yeah. about. Right. So there's your intro. We're going to be talking about baptism today. Um, what does it mean? What's the history as Christians and you being a follower of Christ? What does that look like in your life? Is it a, a big piece in you being saved? Do you go to hell if you don't get baptized? So there's a lot of questions that I know that that are brought up and we want to answer those. So I'm going to be picking Pastor James' brain and we're just going to off the cuff uh, kind of go through the purpose and importance of baptism uh, with you being a Christian. And I think even before we get into that, Alex, we, um, this is our first uh, podcast of really talking about some relative issue, issues. And I think we've had conversations that the church can get in the vein where we start to try to answer questions they're not asking. Exactly. And and so what we want to do is just take a little bit of time and in this setting and maybe answer some of the questions that you have. And so we encourage you to email Alex with some of those questions that you'd like to address and or like us to address and talk about. And we're just going to have a conversation. We really want to just take a look at what, not what are people saying, because we're hearing a lot of things that are people are saying about stuff. And everybody has an opinion, but who gave them the authority for their opinion to be truth? And I think in the mistrust, the uncertainty of society, more than ever, people are looking for truth that they can stand on, like yeah. truth that actually makes a difference. And I think that's why a lot of people have left the church mm -hmm. is because they were taught a lot of Sunday school truths mm -hmm. that they didn't either fully understand or wasn't really producing um, life in them. Mm -hmm. And they just really want to know what is something, what is a true, what's true? What can I live by? And, and hopefully this can be a place where, uh, another place, and there's so many platforms, but it, hopefully this can be a place for some where we can talk about some issues um, where people can just discover truth. And I, yeah. and I think baptism, water baptism, is such a great place to start yeah. because it's the place uh, Christ called us to start at mm -hmm. <laughs> when we came to Christ. That was yeah. the first command he gave us. So I think it's such a great place to actually start. Mm -hmm. When I was, uh, I, th I think a lot of times we're good at coming up with religion or you're trying to figure out like the, the conversations that I have, I just had a conversation about baptism and even salvation. Mm -hmm. Like what, what steps or what perfect words do I have to say so Jesus can love me? Mm -hmm. Or there's some like formula that I have to answer A, B, and C before God is going to welcome me. Like it's like open sesame and I get to heaven. Uh, and I think that's the reason a lot of times where people have seen hypocrisy in the church because it's been a dead religion that doesn't, they don't see the power. They just see the rules and behavior model, modifications that doesn't, that, that's not a, ap, applicable to their life. So I think this will be really good diving yeah. into this. And, and I mean, that's really what it's become. Um, you know, religion is always about what we can do for God. Exactly. Where the relationship with Christ has always been what he has done for us. Mm -hmm. And out of what he's done for us, 
we naturally respond to him. Mm-hmm. It's not my willpower. It's not um, me having to somehow make him love me. Because, you know, God's not going to love me any more than he already does. Exactly, yeah. But he does want to be... There, there are things we can do where he's not pleased with us. And that's where I think a lot of people get lost. They think because God will not love you any less or any more than he already does... We just assume he's just pleased with us, mm-hmm. and um, it's not true. No. You know, as a parent, there are times I wasn't pleased with my kids. I love them all mm-hmm. the same, but I wasn't pleased with them because there were things that I had to ask them to do that I knew were good for them. It yeah. was for their good, mm-hmm. and and I wasn't pleased that they had made decisions because it was actually hurting them. Hmm. And um, and there are things I think God has asked us to do. Mm-hmm. And 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 when we respond to it in obedience, uh, it's pleasing to him. Yeah, because he knows he set us up to succeed and 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 to advance and what he's called us to. So I think the first question we got to ask is: Being a Christian, bare bones, why does he tell us to get baptized? Why why are we supposed to get baptized? Is there something magical in the water? Or why does Jesus command us? It's not an opinion, or maybe right. if you feel like it, why does he tell us that we need to be baptized? Yeah, you, you know, and, and, and you find it in Matthew uh, uh, 28, 19, and I, and I want to just read it because I think the word really identifies this. is therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Before I go any further than that, I, I really do believe that so often in the church we're trying to make converts. Hmm instead of disciples. Hmm. And we're trying to get people to believe what we believe, or to yeah. agree with us, to, to become a follower of Christ. And if you stop and really think about what Christian means, it means follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. Really, to be a follower of Christ, it's not becoming a convert, it's becoming a follower, which means a disciple. Yeah. And, and so you, mm-hmm. you follow the example you listen and obey where he's leading us. And he says, we're not trying to make converts. We're not trying to win people to Christ. We're, we're trying to make disciples, which means we don't need them to just accept everything that God said from the beginning. Yeah, It's not a matter. You don't need to believe everything uh, uh, the church tells you right away. But but you're, in, you're being discipled. You're going through the process of growing and learning. And, and as the Lord gives you understanding, you're growing. And he says, that's what we're supposed to do is go and make disciples of all nations. Then immediately says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. <coughs> What's interesting is it says there's three things there. One, go and make disciples, Mm -hmm. immediately baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's talking about water baptism. And then it says obey. Immediately after that, it says obey. And um, so the Bible's very clear. There are certain things we're commanded to do. One, we're commanded to water baptize. We're two, we're commanded, these are ordinances of the church, we're commanded to take communion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are commanded to anoint with oil, lay hands on people, is another foundation. Hebrews chapter 6 says it's the foundations. If God is going to build on us, we have to establish the foundation for which he builds on. So 
obeying, I think most people say, well, I want to understand yeah. <laughs> why it should be water baptism. I want to explain. Mm-hmm. Well, nowhere in the New Testament, I, I get that we can philosophize yeah. about it, but nowhere in the New Testament does it say there was a baptismal class. Mm-hmm. You know, it, baptism is the first response mm-hmm. after you say, Jesus, you're the king of my life. He says, okay, be water baptized. Well, let me yeah. let me research that first. Yeah. Let me study it first. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, like we, and this was a conversation I, I literally just had uh, with someone um, that there's like, it's, there's always like a hesitation because I think grace that God gives us is so, it, it doesn't make sense how freely the gift that's given. Mm-hmm. It's like, hold on, hold on, I feel like I need to do something that I need to earn it. So I have to take some type of class or do some uh, type of behavior or like step by step progress. So then I can receive this. And so I think what I see and what I've noticed with uh, friends and, and other people I've talked to, I think people, li- they don't understand how easy it is. Like it, it's too good to be true. Right. Like some TV commercial where it's like, you take this pill, you're going to lose 90 pounds yeah, right. in like a couple <laughs> months. It's like, pill? this doesn't make sense. <laughs> like you're trying to scam me out of something. There, you mean there isn't a pill like that? Yeah. I, mean, I like to do that. Or grow hair, you know, <laughs> on my head. I don't want to grow it in my ears. The, the you know, uh, the, the reality is, is we overcomplicate it. Yeah, exactly. You know, the Bible mm. says it's like a child. The kingdom is given to yeah. a child. Yeah. If a parent tells his child to do something, just... they, they either trust their parent to do it because they know every good and perfect gift comes from their parent. Maybe I don't need to understand it, but if I do it, I'm going to experience that. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, it really, uh, a lot of this goes back to this idea that um, baptism, water baptism, is probably the first act after we give our life to Christ that determines whether or not we're going to obey what he says Hmm. or not, whether Hmm. we understand it or not. He's the king. He's the Lord of my life. So he's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. Either Mm -hmm. I'm going to obey him, whether I understand it or not, or I'm going to have, even if I have delayed obedience Mm -hmm. is disobedience. Mm-hmm. It's not, I think of your own children. Well, you know, you know, dad, why do I need to do that? And how many parents say, because I said so. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like you're not, you're not, I, I, I always pose this question to people. Like You're not, do you ever, like as a kid, five years old, like I know there's some people who grow up like in terrible like family mm-hmm. situations, but for like the normal person who has like a good family at five years old, you're not questioning whether your your parents love you or you're right. not you're not going yeah. to your room and you're like yeah. even if I got punished or something or if I my parents told me to do something that was harsh you're not going to your room and thinking oh man I don't know if they love me or not or I have to I have to try really hard so mom and dad are like you don't question mm-hmm. that or you ask your mom for for a toy or go to a friend you're not questioning if they love you or not if you get a no or a yes I think that's that's the problem that we have in our thinking. If you don't view him as a father, that's going to really dictate your actions because it's going to stem from, you know, I need to think about this or not, the goodness of God and why is he making me do this? Or I first have to logically get it before I could quote unquote submit. You're not submitting at that point. You don't see him as that authoritative right. figure in your life. Yeah. You're, you're sitting there going, well, if I understand why this is important, exactly. I'm going to do, do it because of that. Not because you're exactly. king. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm going to, and the reality is 
once we make that decision at the very beginning, mm-hmm. and, and you say, well, this is such a small issue. It really isn't that big of a deal. Oh, it is far greater. It's like if, if this is where you're at and you start the line off just slightly, 20 years down the road, you're going to be a whole lot different place than you could have been if you had just obeyed. Exactly. You know, obedience, the first act after we give God our life it is, is to say, I'm still not giving you all of me. I'm only going to give you part of mm-hmm. what I, but I'm still reserved the right to make decisions based on what I think is best for me. Mm-hmm. And when that's our attitude um, <laughs> toward God, we're often going to struggle, never experience what's best for us because we refuse to walk yeah. by faith. It's always by and sight. And where do you stop at? If you don't believe God on one thing or if you don't take his authority yeah. on one, then where does it stop? It's just all going to come down to your morals and relativity. Like, you know, maybe I'm not feeling that today. It's no longer submission. Right. And it's why we wouldn't take communion. It's And we, yeah, and we, we say things, going. well, you don't need to be water baptized to be saved. Mm-hmm. Well, Let's preface that with the fact of that what's always brought up is, uh, you know, Jesus said, you will be with me in paradise, the thief on the cross. He didn't get off the cross. I mean, he couldn't have got off. His first act of obedience was actually to die with Christ Mm -hmm. on the cross in his response. But if you look at the scriptures... And again and again and again in Scripture. In fact, uh, there are so many, and, and, and I'll give them to you right now. Acts 2, 37 to 38. Uh, Acts 8, 12. Acts 8, 36 to 38. Acts 22, 16. Acts 10, 47 to 48. Acts 16, 14. The reason I'm going through all of this isn't to overwhelm you with verses. It's just to identify that again and again and again, they would get saved mm-hmm. and were immediately baptized. Think yeah. about this. Um, the first time the gospel's preached, 3,000 people get saved. Hmm. And then it says they, they water baptized 3,000 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip is sitting there, sees this eunuch, goes up to this eunuch, and the man says, what is keeping me <coughs> from being baptized right now? He literally makes the decision to believe, and they get out, and there's a lake. They're immediately baptized. Hmm. Um, uh, Paul this is and, good. I'm going to try to make sure they can hear you on this. <laughs> Paul and, Paul <laughs> and Silas yeah. Paul and Silas are um, in prison, mm-hmm. be, falsely put in prison because they did they, the, the prisons opened. Yeah. The jailers, they essentially save his life. He says, who are you people and why? And, and he gives his life to Christ. Now, they have been, uh, they've been flogged, mm-hmm. beaten, long day already, go through the night, flogged, beaten, put in an inner cell. Yeah. An uh, earthquake comes, um, and, and they lead the jailer and his family to Christ. Hmm. And, and rather than say, you know, it's a late night, we got beat yeah. pretty badly. Yeah. They say, you know what? Now let's baptize you hmm. and your family. It's incredible to me how people will say things that says, well, water baptism isn't important. Hmm. Um, you're not saved. Uh, you're, you, you know, water baptism does not save you, but it is an immediate response to hmm. being saved. Yeah. It is our 
immediate, immediate physical response yeah. to what Christ does in our life. And I think we do a disservice to the body of Christ, and I don't really believe God is pleased with us, mm-hmm. when we tell people, you don't need to be water baptized to be saved, and we encourage them to put it off until they've been through a baptismal class, yeah. which we don't find anywhere in Scripture, or, or say, well, you need to understand baptism mm-hmm. um, before you get baptized. I think if you understand what Christ did for you in your life, yeah. it becomes that thing we want to do exactly. because we know it pleases the one mm-hmm. who came and redeemed us of our sins. It's an immediate response, not a de- delay obedient, delayed obedience. It's immediate response uh, to being baptized. So what do you think about... So this is the biggest question, especially here in America. I think a lot of us grow up um, with religion, whether yeah. it's Catholicism or you're a kid and you give your life to Christ and then you're baptized right. and you don't fully, we're talking about comprehension. And so I was talking to someone, uh, I've talked to multiple people about this and it's always the issue. It's, well, I am, I've been baptized, but it was when I was an infant and uh, so I don't need to, And but I think that is... So what would you have to say about that as far as what we believe as Christians? Is it more so if I was done, like I'm baptized as an infant, I'm, I'm checking the mark, I'm good to go, I don't really need to do that? Or would, what would you have to say to that person that's been baptized as that, an infant? I mean, that is such an incredible thing that I think a lot of believers are looking at. Yeah. You know, I, I think the best way to approach it is let the Bible Mm-hmm. kind of interpret that for us. Yeah. And nowhere in the Bible does it talk about infant baptism. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of parents that feel, and, and people who are believers, they come to Christ and they don't want to be water baptized because they feel, mm-hmm. I don't want to dishonor my parents yeah, who exactly. would be broken or hurt, mm-hmm. or they believe that, why are you getting baptized again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why are you being baptized again if you were as an infant and you don't need to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Bible's pretty clear that water baptism is in response to your decision to follow Christ. Yeah. Hmm. And I, I think a lot of times as parents, we want to uh, sprinkle our kids or do infant baptisms because we want to ensure that they're going to heaven. Hmm. That's our control over them. They're yeah. not ours to control. You know, I believe in dedicating your children to the Lord and yeah. saying, I will do whatever I can to raise them in the ways of the Lord. Mm-hmm. But I can't make that decision for my children. Exactly. Uh, and it, it really is. Baptism is God. It's an act of obedience by them. Actually, this is an incredible way to look at it. Just, you know, water baptism is the outward physical representation. Mm-hmm. Yep of what took place when you invited Christ in your life. Mm-hmm. And so when when we are baptized in water, what we're doing is that Jesus says you join in you join with me in mm-hmm. death and in resurrection. And what we're doing when we're baptized uh, water baptized is we're saying I'm going to represent exactly, it's almost like a seal, just as circumcision was in the Old Testament of the Old Covenant, water baptism is the seal of the New Covenant. When we say what took place in my spirit and heart is is literally being represented and played out and testified to in baptism. And in fact, the Bible says that you're saved when you believe mm-hmm. in your heart and confess, confess with your mouth. I think part of the confession with your mouth mm-hmm. is complete 
at water baptism. Yeah, because what does it say? It says faith without works is dead. Right. And it, we're talking about baptism, but people are like, this is some cute symbol or whatever. Why do I got it? I take a bath every morning. What's the purpose of me being baptized, right? right? I think uh, I was just reading this in Romans 6. Um, this doesn't literally describe baptism, but it's a good way where we can think of what this actually means. If we're talking about an inner inner transformation, mm-hmm. making a public declaration, that is faith. And Romans 6, 5, it says, for if we've been united with him, Christ, and death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a, resurrec- right. in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. So, Obviously, we don't we don't see ourselves like we haven't experienced death. Mm-hmm. People say, "Why don't we see Jesus? If He's real, why don't we see Him?" Mm-hmm. It says we're blessed. Also, in Second Peter, it talks about we're blessed not having seen Him, but we still love Him. Right. So, us having an inner transformation, we believe in Christ. Baptism is now our decision to have that be a public declaration in faith. Not literally dying, but you're dying to your old self when you go into the water and you're raised to life and united with Christ uh, when you come up from that water, putting to death your old sin. So basically, baptism is a funeral that you're holding in faith for what is to come, that when you die, you don't get, you don't taste death because of Jesus. So baptism is almost like that, that, that mm-hmm. marriage ceremony. Oh, yeah. I mean, and if you think about it, um, at salvation, your spirit man is birthed. Yeah. Your soul is redeemed. Mm-hmm. And at water bapti- baptism, your physical body almost goes through that process yeah. as well of one day that it will be resurrected mm-hmm. in eternity, that, that that is going to be taken. You know, I, we just did a funeral. And there's a the scripture that we almost always use, to be absent from the body is to be present from the Lord. Yeah. But we also believe that the Lord is coming back and the dead in Christ shall rise first, which is our physical bodies will rise and become glorified. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, if you're listening to this, this isn't, I didn't make this up. Yeah. Like, I'm not talking about this on my own authority as yeah. some are in the habit of doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a neighbor who had written a book on how she thought about what she thought about spiritual things. Mm-hmm. And it was all her idea. And when I asked, well, what's your authority? Where, where did that come from? And she said, well, just out of my mind. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not speaking of things mm-hmm. that just came out of my mind. I'm, I'm speaking of things who have Mm-hmm. St- truths that have stood the test of time. And before we get too critical of the Bible, yeah. which I know a lot of Christians are even oh, have it sure. uh, The Bible, uh, arguably the oldest book uh, known to man, I, I believe it's the oldest book known to man. Can How is it that it has stood the test over, when no other book stood the test? It, it's incredible to me. And I feel like we need to stake almost jump off here quickly and we'll mm-hmm. we'll have another podcast on this but yeah. but like the word of god they won't allow it in schools right mm-hmm. well if it's not if it's just a book yeah. that has no power why are we why are we excluding the most powerful or why are we excluding the oldest text known to man from our schools because it's hate speech yeah but oh that's and, right. and loving That's your enemies as yourself is hate it's speech. It's hate speech. Yeah. It's hate speech. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's cr- incredible some of the stuff that that they will allow in schools. Mm-hmm. And and if and if this 
Yeah. And I would love to hear where the hate speech is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not being allowed, maybe it's because you're more afraid of it than you realize. Maybe there's something different about this. Yeah. And so when, I, when I'm talking about this, whether you believe it or not, mm-hmm. and that's your choice. It's your freedom to believe what you want to believe. Mm-hmm. But it's not your freedom to, to, um, to sit there and, and attack facts. Exactly. The, the, the truth. You mm-hmm. can't change what's real, um, mm-hmm. like it, trying to deny that Christ existed. Um, things that, that are recorded in history, you can't deny. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that this, more than a historical book, is, is a foundation for life. Yeah. And so when I'm talking about it, I'm talking from this understanding, not from my own understanding, yeah. and that Christ existed and that Christ himself was baptized. Mm-hmm. Here is a man without sin. Mm-hmm. He didn't sin. Said, uh, said John the Baptist, baptize me. And then John says, but I'm not worthy to baptize you. And he's like, really, nobody is, but, yeah. but you need to baptize me. And then Jesus says, follow my example. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty incredible that we're, we're trying to find ways to not follow the example of Christ who was perfect and did it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yet, I've heard pre- pastors say, well, you don't need to be water baptized. Or, or better yet, you don't need to be immersed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, 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 you know, that's not a big but deal that you're But what's the thinking behind that? That's what I, like, it comes down to. Like, we were talking about this the other day. It's like, why not? You know what I mean? If you really love Jesus and he says this, why are we trying to question all these different things it's like just do it like the Shia LaBeouf just do it like what's the what's the what's the point of like we're overthinking it so much and it's so simple like I I think I think we've gotten caught up in trying to be uh I believe we need to be relevant yeah and that the gospel is good news Mm -hmm. but we're making we're trying to make it uh in our minds more palatable Mm -hmm. to receive you know, like when Jesus said, you're going to need to eat my flesh and drink my blood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a little sketch. you don't hear too many messages preached no. by pastors on eating the blood and drink, or eat, drinking the blood and eating the flesh of Christ. Even mm-hmm. the disciples said that was hard. Maybe you could have said it a different way, Lord. You yeah. know, let's work on messaging here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it said many said that's a hard message and we need to leave. And, and, and I think it's easy to be obedient, but it's not that easy to be obedient. No. Especially, I, I, there, there, I, I think there are really four reasons why I think people don't want to be baptized, that I would say that they don't want to be baptized. One is um, they underestimate the importance of baptism. Hmm. They underestimate the importance of being obedient and what it means in the Christian walk. And, you know, that plays out in every other truth in this, like um, where the Lord says tithe. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't know what I think about. Yeah, that's something. Or if the Lord says take communion, yeah, you don't need it to be saved. I, isn't it a terrible thing when the motivation or catalyst for whether or not we believe something or obey something is, I don't need to do that to be saved? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a religious mindset. Yeah, it is. Uh, an where's extremely, the loophole that yeah, I can get out of this? Well, yeah, like yeah. if this is a relationship with mm-hmm. him. Are we looking for every reason why we don't need to do be obedient to the mm-hmm. one who died on the cross for our sins? I mean, just it's like we look for ways to say, well, I don't need to do that to be saved. No, you're right. 
Yeah. You know I love you. I have my own. Per- I've heard. I have my own personal relationship with <laughs> God. Right. So I don't need to go to church, and I don't need to do. I have, it's my own personal relationship with God. That's the common thing that I and, hear. And I think we underestimate how important it is to be water baptized. If mm-hmm. you say you're a believer, yeah, and you've never been water baptized by immersion, which is, by the way, everywhere you look in the New Testament, when they were water, ba- it was by immersion. Mm-hmm. There was no other way. And so I've I've heard pastors. Well, you don't need to do that. I I actually don't feel. I have the, the authority to tell you any other way because the Bible only says one way to mm-hmm. do it by, well, you, like I said, it isn't going to send you to heaven, but it is the first step of obedience after yeah. we come to Christ. And it's important. The second thing is, I think some are committed to the church tradition than more committed to church, church tradition than they are the word of God. Yeah. I think they're more committed to what tradition tells them is okay than the word of God says. And I think we, if, if we have to look at the word and let it be the determining factor in our mm-hmm. life. The third one is I, I really do believe it's pride. Yeah. You know, there's some people is like, you know, I just don't want people to see me wet. Mm-hmm. Or, or <laughs> can we do it in my pool when no one's around? Yeah, you know, yeah. that just, and, and quite honestly, I, I, I'm not saying... <laughs> when you come to Christ and you say, well, let's just baptize you in the bat- uh, bathtub, right? I'm not saying that's wrong. You can't do that. I mean, that's what Philip did with the eunuch immediately right there. He baptized them um, with the, the Paul and Silas baptized. I'm sure there weren't a whole lot of people around when they were baptizing. But I think baptism can be such an incredible testimony to the people in our life. Yeah that we want to share it with. Like if mm-hmm. something that incredible happens in our life, we can use baptism as a, a sermon. And, uh, and, and whether or not you want people to see you wet or not, um, <laughs> nobody cares. I mean... If the Son of God, <coughs> sinless, comes down and he's baptized by a mere man, yeah. like, and, and got down to wash people's oh, such feet, a good word. like... Why, why are we struggling with what people are thinking of us when our creator, our king of kings did that? Like that, the, 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 the mindset is just, it doesn't make sense. I see so many things like on my, my, so for example, no hate, like on the, uh, like multi-level marketing type thing. But I see a lot of those quick fixes. Like we were talking right. about the pills or like yeah. the oils or like all that stuff. People share that because it changed their life. And they want others to experience the same, yeah. but for whatever reason, and that could be music, that could be different cooking recipes, that could be whatever it is. But for whatever reason, when I talk about Jesus, it's, why are we bringing religion into this, right, man? Right. It changed my life. Like people are, I've heard people say that uh, almost like I have something to gain in this, like financially or like there's no, there's no incentive to me uh, for me to say this because I already know you look at me like a weirdo when I'm talking about this <laughs> yeah. stuff. Like that you don't think I don't yeah, know that, yeah. but it's changed my life and I want you to experience the same. It's not some uh, like quick fix thing for me. So it's funny how we, 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 that's where we draw the, the line when it comes to Jesus and like with our humility, our pride gets in the way so much. But if you truly encounter the presence of God, like well, you don't care. And, and think about it. The Bible says that God opposes the, the proud. proud. Yeah. And gives grace, unmerited favor to the humble. Yeah. So if baptism, and it's been a part of pride, the act yeah. of water baptism is an act of humility. Mm-hmm. It's, it's saying, you know what? 
this is what happened in my life. I recognize yeah. that I didn't deserve this. Exactly. And that I'm bearing this. I'm done with it. And and the aspect of pride that is still there, It. I don't know that we've fully come to the point in our life where we recognize how much we need Christ. Yeah. And I, and I really think that's kind of the fourth thing that people, they're not believers. Yeah. I think the, the fourth and final thing is... Uh, if you're unwilling to be obedient to the word of God, mm-hmm. maybe you need to start asking yourself, did I really, did I really, do I really believe mm-hmm. in this? Do I believe in Christ? Or am I just trying to get out of jail free? Like yeah. I'm just, you know, I prayed the prayer. So I kind of like the rich young ruler. I've come, I want to know what I need to do to kind of like purchase eternal life. But I don't want to lose anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want to lose my autonomy. Yep. I don't want to lose my authority. I don't want mm-hmm. to lose everything. I, I just want to feel better <laughs> about where I'm at. Yeah. And, and I think that's where a lot of people are at, uh, even in the church, is yeah. they're like, really, I, I, I care about what people think about me more than what God thinks about me. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe, and I think we got to be real. Yeah. That's not politically correct, even in no. the church, to say, maybe you're not... Maybe you're not a believer in Christ. Maybe you're hanging around it. But but there is something that radically changes yeah. in a person. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're a, a spirit man is birthed in you. Yeah. Like you become a a born again. Mm-hmm. Like when people genuinely come to Christ, there's like a new life. You you recognize a shift in who they are. There's a new governor in the house. Yeah. And it's not me. Uh, I'm not an authority, and I'm making decisions based on what he's telling me to do. Rather, In fact, there's a scripture in the Bible, and I use it all the time, uh, when it talks about the sheep. The sheep know his voice. Exactly. And they follow his voice mm-hmm. because they know his voice. Mm-hmm. But the thief comes, and they recognize who the thief is. I had... Um... There's there's someone who who like had had said it was it was commenting on, on something that I posted, and uh, they were talking about how Christian is the most immoral religion uh, of them all, mm-hmm. and it's because of this. It's because that if I'm Osama bin Laden, I commit a terrible heinous terrorist act, or I kill 50 people, and at my last breath I can say, Jesus, I believe in you, and I'm gone. Am I am I going to heaven? So they're saying that basically. Our faith, because they haven't seen it lived out, they see a lot of hypocrites. He says, I'm like, you know, I, my, my heart went out to him because I'm like, you're right. There's a lot of people that are in the church that haven't really, they're not really believers because they won't even follow Jesus's commands. It's in a, it's a internal backup plan uh, that if this is real, I got it in my back pocket. I've been investing my my uh, like my money into this and putting it in the the bank into savings. That if this does happen, a rainy day, death. If he's real, I'm going to heaven. And I think that's the the reality, the the extreme he took it, where Christianity is the most immoral religion. Because if that's the way we view it, and we can just use this as a, a scapegoat a when we die, yeah. but we live like the devil here, he's right. And we're like, that's why it says in the Bible where it says the Gentiles blaspheme my name because of you, yeah. because we say we believe, but we can't even follow like these simple commands. We don't, our heart is not with, with Jesus. And I think that's the yeah. thing that we have to ask ourselves. So I think it's the tension in life that I grew up with growing up in, um, an era where 
behavior determined whether you were saved. Yeah. And it's why discipleship, going almost full circle back to what we were talking about, um, if you become a convert, you look at how people behave and you think, if I'm going to be a good Christian, I need to behave in that manner. Mm-hmm. When in reality, behaving in a a acceptable manner doesn't save you. Yeah. You know, if you're getting water baptized because that's what you need to do if you're a Christian, mm-hmm. I just need to be water baptized. Well, th- that's religion. Yep. That that's exactly what Jesus was saying exactly. when he said, "Listen, it was funny because in the Old Testament, uh, God tells them, "I want you to follow all these festivals." Mm-hmm. So they go and follow all the festivals, and he says, "Your festivals make me sick." And they're like, well, you told us to do it. The problem was they weren't doing it with the heart. It wasn't coming out of the heart. Mm -hmm. So so it's out of relationship Mm -hmm. with Christ that our attitude toward those people, it flows out of the relationship with Christ that we love people because we've experienced God's love in our life. Mm-hmm. Like we're being water baptized because I just want to do exactly. whatever the Lord's telling me to do. And I trust him. Like if he's telling me to do it, I'm going to do it because it blesses me. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it because I'm going to try to make him happy with me because he's not happy with me and I want to yeah, do whatever it is. And thing. I don't want to do it to make you think mm-hmm. that I'm a believer. So exactly. I'm accepted in this group of people. Exactly. And I think that's what happens in the church. We behave a certain way. Mm-hmm. So we're accepted with a group of people. We have this idea that I got to do these things to make God happy with me. And so I'm just going to do what I have to do, like the rich young ruler, to make him happy to me so I get eternal life. Rather than recognizing he didn't create us so that we'd have to do all these behavioral. He created us for relationship. Uh And in in Genesis, when God breathed into Adam, Uh Adam didn't go, you know, he's sitting there and God goes... Adam did go, wow, what are all the rules? You know, his first reaction is, what are all the rules? Like, how do I behave to make you happy? God loved Adam. Mm -hmm. He created Adam with the ability to be loved and to show love to him and to have a relationship. And there were no rules. Yeah. Because out of the love he had for the Lord, he just responded in mm-hmm. ways to please him. He's like, I want, I bet this would make God happy today. So I'm going to do this for God because I love him and he loves me. And it's this, this, this reoccurring current. And, 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 and really, that, that's why. You, you, we're water baptized because he loves me and he died for me. Mm-hmm. And I have this freedom from guilt and shame and condemnation. And and I want the world to know what he did for me because I know what it's like to feel that way. And I yeah. don't want them to feel that way. Yeah. And, and I'm going to be water baptized because it's going to be my sermon, my testimony of what God did in my life. I had, uh, when you were saying that, it kind of reminded me when I was at the dinner table or, or we would go out to eat and my mom would... Uh, would make if we were on her phone like that was a big no-no if we were out together because <laughs> she'd be like are you present she'd like look at me are you present i'm here i'm having dinner with you all right i'm out to eat and i'm checking off the box so so mom's happy but i'm not engaged with conversation yeah. i'm i'm doing my own thing and my heart's not with her it's it's i don't really care about being with you i, I just want to focus on what i got or talking to my friends or mm-hmm. games on my phone and i think that is um, a big thing that we have to ask ourselves, am I present? 
Am I getting, what is the reason? What's the motive in my heart behind getting water baptized? What's the motive in my heart that I'm, that I'm giving my life over to Jesus? Is it because I just want, I, I, I've, I've had the facts. I've been a skeptic. I believe that he's real and I want to follow him. Like it's not some watered down decision and I'm chasing after God's heart, not his hand. It's not some investment plan insurance yeah. after death. Uh, that's when you're saying that it just reminds well, me. It, it's it's such. A, I mean, it's right on, Alex. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're talking about why we need to obey and be water yeah. baptized, and yet, if we're doing water baptism by immersion just to check a box, mm-hmm. because that's what I got to do to make God happy with me, and I want to make sure. I think even then, we have to check our heart. Mm-hmm. I I really do, and I go to. I don't know why I really go to First Corinthians thirteen. Um, where it says, if you speak in the tongues of angels, yeah. but you have not love, you know, the motivation of our heart of why I want to do this is because of what God did for me. And so I'm going to obey out of who he is in my life, like what he means to me. I'm going to obey him because he means something to me. And, and I don't care what you think of me if I obey. If I'm going to be water baptized, my hair is going to be a mess. I'm going to be all wet. I don't care. Exactly. Because I love him more than anything. And he asked me to do it. And so I'm going to do it for him. And, And I think it really does set in our life a direction in how we make other decisions in our life. That it's it's like the first opportunity to obey him mm-hmm. after salvation. And I think it really does set a direction in the second, am I going to obey him the second thing he asked for me and uh, and so on. I feel like that's um, a big thing where where Jesus was always confronting the, the Pharisees. I think a lot of people think that Jesus was condemning um, and that he hates sinners, which is, I think, the biggest lie the enemy's got us to believe because the things that he's been the harshest, harshest with have been the religious, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of us fit into that category where we're trying to follow the rules, and he's been the harshest uh, with those who know the rules, but their heart doesn't reflect that. Mm-hmm. Like calling them brood of vipers, and you're, you're, not, you're not following me, or you're not doing these things uh, because you want a real relationship with me. It's another thing that's on your list that you think you need to obtain before you can receive what you're looking for. It's, uh, it's really interesting. Well, and, and I think when our heart is not a part of it, Jesus yep. says, you follow the traditions of men, but your hearts are far from mm-hmm. him. I think when, when the things God has asked us to do, when they're no longer part of our heart, yeah. those traditional things evolve into something completely different, mm-hmm. uh, something totally different because we're just going through the actions and, yeah. okay, you don't need to do that to be... So even like how baptism uh, began to evolve, you know, the whole sprinkling up, yeah. to, up to, I think it was 1311, uh, yep. um, they immersed, they did baptism by immersion. And, and history tells us that some of the reason why they stopped it was because uh, they didn't have heated cars. <laughs> you know, they either walked to church. Wow. So if they were going to be baptized, many of them, you need to be baptized. Once you got saved, you need to be immediately baptized. <laughs> well, you got wood stove in your church that yeah. warms the place. There's no electricity in your church. Interesting. The people huh. would be baptized and now they're drenched. <laughs> And they're going to walk, and where do you get water and warm the water up to meet? You know, it's pretty cold in the middle of the winter, so either you don't baptize Hmm. or you sprinkle them. And so they would sprinkle to adapt. Well, 
then when that was not an issue, they just kind of adapted the tradition mm-hmm. to Cause sprinkling because it was convenient. Yeah. And and um, it, it just, there is nowhere in the word where it says that they were sprinkled. It yeah. says that it was by immersion. And, 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 and I don't think God is sitting there going, well you know, you know, in this, this critical place of saying, exactly. you know, I can't no. believe they did that. Yeah. But, but we also got to look that we can't allow our traditions to change what God mm-hmm. actually commanded us to do. Mm-hmm. And that was to be immersed in water baptism. So I'm sure I'll get plenty of feedback on that from my friends who would disagree with that. All I'm going to say is show me in the scripture. Exactly. Something yeah. different. I mean, I, I, it's not my authority that I'm mm-hmm. coming up with this. It's it's really in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot that we just uh, kind covered. of covered. Yeah. So um, any closing thoughts that you would have to say to um, the person that's watching on the other side of the screen and they're thinking so much, what is their their next step? Their next step from here? They've heard the information. What do you do with it now? Yeah, you know, I, what I love about God is nothing he asks you to do is complicated. Yeah. It may not be easy, but it's not complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I love is it's a pretty simple step. One, um, you have to stop. And I, and I, and I tell um, anyone that I'm ministering to, you really have to guard your heart from religion. Yeah. So the decision you make, and it's such a natural reaction mm-hmm. when you hear this to think, oh, I need to be baptized. I need to do it. I need to do it. I, I mean, you really need to, it has to come out of your heart, like the heart of why you want to be baptized. Because, mm-hmm. okay, I love God. And I didn't know that he was saying this. And you don't hear this a lot, but I, I'm going to do this. And I think that's our first response is out of a heart of saying, you know what, Christ paid this price for me. He was buried and resurrected. And he says, now come and follow me hmm. in this. And and it really is, I think, like so, circumcision was in the old covenant. In many ways, baptism is the physical sign of the new covenant in our life where we say, you know what? I'm I'm gonna do this with him, and um, I'm gonna die to this, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna be resurrected with him. By the way, you know, uh, you were born a sinner, yep. and if you're listening, all of us were born sinners. Mm-hmm. We were, in fact, the Bible says we were betrothed or married to death, hmm. and um, so we were already tied to them like a marriage if you visualize marriage we're already married to sin yeah until death do you part hmm. and christ who is perfect said listen <laughs> the way we're going right to be there. together is i'm going to die hmm. and then i'm going to conquer death and be raised hmm. and then you're going to die and be raised and then we're free from sin to be married as bride and groom and Water baptism is really the symbol of saying, I recognize what happened, just like communion is to the return of Christ and, and, and the sign, a sign of Christ coming back. Baptism is the symbol that we died and are now free from sin and the bond to sin and the, and the, 
marriage to sin, and, and now we're free to marry Christ. And Romans 6 clearly identifies that in the message. And if you haven't <laughs> read that, you should. It says, if you've left that place, sin-ridden place, yeah. how can you return to it any longer? You are now in a grace, God, grace sovereign country, <laughs> which means grace rules. And wow, that's incredible. I am yeah. no longer that now there's now therefore no condemnation in Christ or in, in, in Christ because we live in a grace sovereign country. Mm-hmm. Um, it just sets us free. That's why out of that heart and attitude, it's a response of what do you want me to do, God? Because I'll yes. do anything yeah. you want me to do because you did everything. Mm-hmm for me. You did everything for me. So whatever you're calling me to, I'm going to do it. And I don't care what it is. If we can't be obedient to God in water baptism, we most certainly will not be obedient to God if he calls us to go to a mission field or if he mm-hmm. calls us to witness to our neighbor. Oh, it, it is such a simple, yeah. obedient act that if we can't be an obedient in that, why would we think we'll be in <laughs> obedient in anything else? Yeah, exactly. And so the next step is really, uh, if you are in a church, go to your pastor and say, hey, I need to be water baptized. If you're in a church where they don't do that or are putting you off, I'm not saying go leave the church. What I am telling you is go find somebody who will uh, will baptize you in water. Yeah. So you can say, I'm going to be obedient to that. And mm-hmm. and there are people wherever you're at that are, are you, God will provide somebody, a John the Baptist, if he has to, in your life, that will baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that's where I would leave it. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, thank you for watching. Like what he said, uh, what a powerful thing that till death do you part. And that with Jesus's death, that we're no longer bound to sin to a closing thought is in Romans 7, 2. For example, by law, a married woman is bound to her husband as long as he is alive. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law that binds her to him. Your, your sin was put to death. You have been raised to life with Christ. You are no longer a slave to sin. Amen. So stop operating like a spiritual orphan. You have been adopted uh, into um, the, the, the bride of Christ. So I just would encourage you, take that first step. What do you got to lose? Uh, this is a public declaration of an inner transformation. So it doesn't need to be at Bethel's Rock if you're watching around the world. Uh, what's keeping you from doing it right now? Uh, don't let your convenience get away uh, from your submission to God and your your overflow of your heart for what he's done for you. So again, thank you for watching. We're so excited that you decided to join us. Uh, and just tune in because we're yeah. going to keep doing this. So Our goal is to do it every week yep. with a different topic. So join in with us. We look forward to uh, sharing this. And if you have comments yep. or you disagree, we, we welcome that as well. <laughs> uh, or you just want to say amen or be a part of that just email us yep. and we would love to do that. It'll be on the screen mm-hmm. and uh, you'll be able to see that. We want to hear from you yep. and, and uh, just, you know, we're on, we're on this journey called life together yep. and it's about supporting one another, encouraging one another and really looking to stay in the word. God bless you. We're glad you joined us.